Hi, my name is Omar. And Umar. And you're listening to Coffee and Conversations, the weekly podcast where we discuss productivity, experiences, happiness, and creativity. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah, good. Good? You had a good week? I had a very good week. Yeah? Yeah, pretty chill. Oh, that's good. Yeah, pretty relaxed, you know, after the holidays. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a good break from Christmas all the way to New Year. It was. Yeah. It was a good break. How's your week? Yeah, it's been very good. We had quite a few dinners to go to for catching up with old family friends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so brilliant, good. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, to, to be fair, with, with me, it was just like relaxing. Relaxing. And chilling. And yeah. we did a, a little activity oh, yes. together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought just before we talk about that, I just wanted to set the scene. Okay, go on. It's, Where are it, we? It, we? We are in Manchester, in Wilms, Wilmslow Road, Wilmslow the fa- Road. Fam- famous Curry Mile of Manchester. So you've got right. loads of Asian restaurants and we're we're on top of one of the restaurants. We won't mention the name. We just okay. hired one of the rooms and we're doing the podcast from Manchester today. Yes, we are. Yeah, we are doing so, it. Where are we again? Manchester, Wilmslow Road. Wilmslow Road. That's it. Do we have any listeners on Wilmslow Road? I'm not sure, but we, I'm sure we we've, got, we've got some outside. Because I thought every now and again we should just go outside of London. We're not London-centric. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Okay. Wilmslow Road. We, we got the food ready afterwards. Yeah. We got that sorted. Yeah. Is um uh, your chap downstairs sorting that yeah, out Yeah, he's sorting us? that out. Fresh curry. Oh. <laughs> mm, I like that. Some butter chicken. Yeah. Nice. What's, yeah, I've never asked you. What's your favorite... Favorite type of cuisine? Oh gosh! Are you like? Um, I don't know if I have a favorite cuisine. Okay. I like Thai. Thai a lot. Yeah. Um, I like uh, Italian is my favorite. Okay, Italian. Yeah, because yeah, you do make very good pasta. I've had oh, your pasta. Thank you. Just for a <laughs> compliment. Uh, anyone fancy pasta? Call Omar. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I like. I I, I really enjoy making. Um, uh, simple Neapolitan dishes. Yeah. Uh, so things like really easy and simple pasta. So uh, there, there's a few a few recipes that yeah. I'll give a few shout outs to. Yeah. Uh, one of them is called, um, I think it's called uh, spaghetti aglio e olio. Okay. Which is it's Italian for oil and garlic. Oh, so it's very minimalist. Very minimalist. Ah. Yeah. Which we're going to we'll yeah, we'll, segue we'll, over in a we, minute. We'll elaborate on that bit We later. will, but it's yeah. very minimal. Okay. Um, so that that's very, very nice. Mm. Uh, your your typical tomato pasta as well is delicious. Okay. But the, the, there's ways to do it. Do you go, do you make your pasta from fresh or? No. Okay. Uh, dried pasta is always better. Okay. Uh, there are very few Italians. Yeah. Uh, that actually make their pasta f- fresh. Okay. Uh, because the, the the whole point of making pasta is making it to a, to to something called al dente. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with fresh pasta, you can't make al dente pasta. Okay. Because it's quite soft already. Yeah. Uh, so Italians don't really like it fresh. Okay. They prefer it dried. Dried. And I prefer it dried as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as long as you get um, here's a little tip. Mm-hmm. I'll just throw this out there. When you're buying pasta. Have a look at it. If it's orange yeah. and really smooth, yeah. don't buy it. Okay. So the Dikeko stuff and all this sort, yeah. d- don't buy that. But what about the brown pasta? So a uh, whole wheat pasta. Yeah, the whole wheat pasta. Uh, uh, no, not it good. It don't taste too good. What you want to get is you want to get an organic pasta. Okay. Or one that is a DOP. Okay. So a, a product of Italy. Okay, gotcha. Um, 
if you can get that, if you feel it, it should be quite rough. The texture of it should be quite rough. Yeah. And it should be um, uh, almost like an amber color. Okay. That's the good stuff. How do you feel the pasta through the packaging? That's uh, you can actually see, you can even see the texture. Oh, uh, okay. So, so you can see if it's smooth or if it's got yeah. a bit of a rough texture to okay. it. Okay. Uh, and if it does, oh, it's, mm. it's something else. Because I always find the instruction, because I know generally you cook pasta for around, what, 12 minutes, 12 to 15. Depends. And then, but the very, if you get the wholemeal pastas, they take ages to cook. They take ages. And when they eventually do cook, they're quite gummy. Yeah. Yeah, they're quite gummy. But uh, tip, tradition, what you really want to do, if your packet says 12 mm. minutes, cook it for like nine. Okay, nine. Yeah, oh. because then that gives you that nice al dente gotcha. uh, feel, that nice yeah. texture of yeah. the pasta. That's what you want to do. Okay. Um, like I said, you want to concentrate on the ingredients, keep them low. Mm -hmm. People who, who shove loads of stuff in their pasta, yeah. they're just making up for poor ingredients okay gotcha so go for like more higher quality higher quality ingredients like if you're making more. a tomato uh pasta yeah. yeah uh start off with something like a san marzano tomato Ooh. okay sounds nice it's, it's good can you just say that word again san marzano wow That's maron <laughs> there we go <laughs> yeah uh so that that you know a san marzano tomato is basically you, mm -hmm. you can get it from a lot of good grocers yeah um uh, a lot of the good ones Are they those beefy big No those are beef tomatoes Okay Yeah San Marzano Actually don't look too different From your normal Okay tomato, Regular tomato. From your normal like Farm organic tomato Okay But they do have a very rich taste to them Okay Very gotcha. rich taste Yeah um, Trust me the taste is unreal You haven't tasted like a tomato mm -hmm. Unless you've tasted this They're very deep And almost quite meaty Okay Beautiful um, you're, but making a big me hungry. you're making me hungry already Oh, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about <laughs> it now You know yeah. what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know I know that the uh, introduction is going on a little okay, bit Okay, let's uh, but, talk um, I, ju I just want to say one thing Yeah When you're, when you're making your tomato sauce yeah. Start off with a San Marzano tomato Yeah Olive oil Yeah Yep mm -hmm. Virgin It has to be virgin Okay, virgin Okay Extra, extra virgin? Extra virgin Okay That's the one you want Yeah don't muck around with any of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And try and buy the best olive oil you can afford. Yeah. Avoid Filippo Barrero. Okay. Which is the expensive one normally in Tesco. Yeah, yeah that, that's the premium one. Yeah, in the it's state. not premium. Okay. It's actually made in China. Okay. Yeah, it's not even Italian. <laughs> the company is Chinese. Okay. It's not Italian. So, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. But try and go for the most expensive one you can afford. Yeah. So if you can afford four pounds, yeah. go for. If you can afford twenty pounds, go for. Go that for one. the premium. Yep. Um, that garlic. Yeah. Again, best garlic you can you can get. It's not that expensive. Fresh garlic or the ones you get you can get the ones that. Are... You want to get it fresh. Okay. Ideally. Mm -hmm. Um, learn your knife skills. Learn how to chop it up. Yeah. And everything thinly slice slice that and a little bit of chili flakes. Okay. You put that all together in your tomato sauce, blitz that up, yeah. cook it off, pasta straight in, serve mm. it. It will be the best pasta you've ever had in your life. Amazing. I'm just telling you this right now. And if you want, if you want to be a bit cheeky right at the yeah. end, a bit of Parmesan. Wow. Parmigiano Reggiano. Yes. That's what you want to put in That's there. That's it. Or if you're feeling a bit funky, yeah. pecorino. Pecorino. You mm. want to put a bit of pecorino on there. Sounds amazing. And obviously salt and pepper. Don't forget that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But and yeah, you've anyway, got to go listen, for the premium pepper as well. You want it honestly? Yeah. 
the best quality pepper and salt that you can get. Yeah, sea salt. Uh, the, 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 the crappy uh, iodized salt, i.e. table salt. Yeah. That is not good. No, no. Because that is really <laughs> salty. Yeah. If you get a little bit and put it in your tongue, yeah. it's like hell. You it's go really for the, the Himalayan salt. So you got Himalayan pink salt. Yeah, the pink yep. salt. Personally, I prefer sea salt. Uh, okay. That's my favorite yeah, one. Yeah. Because it's got a really good flavor to it. Yeah. Um, and it's not very salty, mm-hmm. but it's got a good flavor. Okay. You know, and the pepper, you want to go for the best you can. Gotcha. As well. Yeah. Uh, like I said, there's only four or five ingredients. Mm-hmm. And the aglio e olio recipe, yeah. that's three ingredients. Wow. Oil. Parsley and garlic. That's, That's it. it. It's brilliant. Sounds amazing. It's brilliant. And and if you're on a budget, yeah, and you're cooking on a budget, just downgrade everything, no problem. And yeah. all of a sudden, like one portion of pasta is like fifty pence. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. So so cheap, and you you're getting good stuff. Nice nice wholesome meal. Okay. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> let, let, let's move. Let's uh, let's uh, move on to the film that we watched. Struck a what chord a for film. both of us. Yeah. What a film. Amazing. What a film. We saw The Gentleman. The Gentleman. That's it. What a brilliant film. Amazing acting. Amazing script. Oh, direction. Editing. Loved it. Yeah. Honestly, we were sitting there. We were loving every single minute. Yeah. We were, that's our pizza, by the way. Oh, okay. We were loving every single minute. Uh-huh. It was so funny. And it's not even a comedy, it's a no, gangster no, it's, movie. It's a gangster film, and there's amazing one-liners in there. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's yeah. just set the scene. Yeah. Let, me, let me set the scene, because okay, I love on. this film. Yeah, okay. go on. The cast. Basically, who's who? Yeah. Hugh Grant. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Charlie Hunnam. Uh, who else? <laughs> uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell was yeah. amazing as well. All of them brilliant. Yeah, those, okay. those four, apparently, Colin Farrell... And uh, Hugh Grant stole the show. A hundred percent. Every scene they were in. A hundred percent. I completely agree. Um, Guy Ritchie, yeah. one of my personal favorite directors, yeah. done some of my favorite films, Snatch, Rock and Roller, Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah. Brilliant movies. Yeah. And the, the, the Sherlock movies as well. Yes. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah, yeah. We go to the cinema. What did you think? No, I thought it was um, just... I, amazing the way the story was set up and also the acting was on point completely agree uh they encamp every scene hugh grant was in you you was listening to every word he was yep uh speaking his accent was uh, great his accent was great and his body language he just he ate up every scene he was on 100%, fire a hundred percent and and when we were walking out the cinema we both said the same thing, is that this role that he's done, not only is it the best acting he's ever yeah. done, but it's going to trans, it's going to transform his yeah, entire because career. Because he's, because he's, we all stereotype him for those romantic the comedies, Hill. the Notting Hill with the floppy hair. Yeah, Love the, Actually. And yeah, in here and the the bumbling Englishman. Yeah, type. yeah, 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 yeah. And in here, he's a hard nosed gangster yeah he's a, he's a he's a he's a he's a east end east end uh, journalist a, a private investigator that's right isn't he yeah um bit and dodgy bit dodgy bit shady very dodgy very well, shady I mean, the entire movie his his blackmailing a gangster yeah he got, you know without revealing too much yeah he's blackmailing a gangster yeah. you know so he is super dodgy 
but he's very endearing. Yeah, he's encapsulated. You want to be friends with this guy you do. for some reason. You do. You want to go out to dinner with him. Well, I mean, when he would make really funny comments, uh, like um, uh, the guy would say, I'm going to bed, and can I go with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's really, it was really, his scenes were fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the storyline, I thought the storyline was fantastic yeah, as well. Yeah, as well. Very yeah. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. It's you know? back to his old strength for gangster films like Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. And it was very, and we even said this on our way out, we said it's like he's taken every single, all three of those movies. Yeah, and combined them. And put it in one. Yeah. And it worked so well. Yeah. It worked so well. We were laughing the whole way. Apart from the people who were sitting next the, to you. That was the, I, I hate going to the cinema and when you're watching a film where you're supposed to be laughing, but then the people next to you don't laugh. Yeah, to be e- honest, e- I think they were just like whizzed out of their yeah, mind. Yeah, either they, they were drunk, I think. The, I could, could you smell it? Yeah. I could so smell it. So they either were too tired or didn't get or the jokes. Drunk. Or too drunk. <laughs> or too fatigued. And then it just ruins the atmosphere because everyone else around you is laughing and the guys next to you are not getting the jokes. So yeah. You feel like... You've been cheated on the experience of fully. <laughs> no, no, you do. You fully. I, I know what you're you saying. fully haven't enjoyed the experience. Like if you go to a stand-up comedy uh, show and the guy next to you doesn't laugh at the jokes, you feel like you're in a sterile environment. You feel awkward. Yeah. You feel awkward laughing, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, you can't I know what you're saying. Fully, Everyone has to yeah. be joining in. Joining in. Yeah. But what? What a brilliant! Like apart from the the dodgy people next to us. Yeah. Like what a film! Amazing. What a film! And it wasn't short either. It's like two and a bit hours. Yeah, it's a long one. It's, yeah, yeah but it just perfect. went. Yeah, it flew by. What a brilliant film! Like that is definitely a film uh, that that I would I would watch again. Yeah, to be yeah, definitely. Honest. It's one of those you could go because the because the script is quite uh, in, um, uh, addictive. It is. So you can actually watch that film a second time with another person. And it person. carries you away so yeah. so nicely. I loved it. I yeah. re- we both did. We both yeah. loved it. Yeah. It's definitely one that I'd I'd really enjoy to watch again. Yeah. You know, and again, and again. <laughs> it was so good. It was right. so good. So yeah. So I wanted to ask you, what is the topic you want to talk about today? Okay. So the topic that um, uh, we were just talking about yeah. uh, before we started was minimalism. That's right. Minimalism is something that both of us are practicing in varying degrees. Yeah. Uh, it's something that we've spoken about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's something that we both believe in mm-hmm. quite a lot as well. Yeah. Um, that we think is definitely getting some uh, momentum some nowadays. media coverage. And media coverage. Yeah. Uh, particularly because of things like YouTubers and influence, yeah. so-called influencers. Influencers, yeah. 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 Um, that are really pushing it out there. Yeah. Uh, but I think what we want to do is we want to talk about minimalism. Uh, we it's we 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 also want to see how it works in our lives, mm-hmm. and whether or not it can be beneficial for people. Yeah. And whether or not people should be practicing it. Yeah. So, what does minimalism mean to you? I think where you're coming from, uh, I'm just interpreting between the lines, is not living life with extravagance so uh, if you look at your wardrobe so minimizing what you need for for your essential essential stuff so not having too many suits not having too many shoes i just want to uh, correct i think extravagance is fine 
I think excess is not. Yes, sorry, excess. Yeah. That's what I mean as well. So excess, so having excessive uh, luxury items that you might not need or yes. use. So trying to also the way you engage in like preparing your food, looking for sustainable sources, yeah. trying yeah, yeah, to yeah. Uh, not uh, waste food as well. That that goes back uh, from the way you've been raised as well. Hundred percent. The the if you've been taught not to waste food, that sort of you have that as you're growing up. Definitely. But then also minimalist in terms of the way you look, you go out in in life, engaging with people. Absolutely. And not not wasting time. There we go. Yeah. There we go. You've you've honestly. Is that what you're what you've you done were thinking? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You've literally just taken the words out of my mouth. Yeah. So many people, they talk about minimalism and they talk about their wardrobe and they talk about, you know, their shoe collection. That's just one, one aspect. It's the material aspect. Yeah, the material aspect. minimalism side. is so much more about it. It's about not wasting relationships and not wasting time yeah. and, uh, you know, making use of all the time that you have mm -hmm. and providing it to the people that care about you and you care about them. Yeah. Um, and and that that is most important. So, so give give me an idea. How do you implement minimalism in in your life, and how does it help you? Do you think? I think it's important because I've got ki uh, kids, yep. young kids. Uh, like the youngest one, she's three and a half. So when I come home from work, she always I've been at work for like nine hours. She probably hasn't seen me since the morning, oh. and then she's always, just uh, she wants. Um, me to spend some time so just come come to my room daddy uh play play a toy or a game or an activity okay so just spending 30 minutes with her is this the youngest it, the youngest one yeah. so it makes a big difference so spending and then also it de-stresses because you you go into child mind frame and you're not thinking about adult mind frame even for 15 minutes and yep. just put your phone away and just absorb yourself in that activity i think a couple of days ago she was coloring something okay and she wanted me to sit down and do some coloring with her so then an adult coloring there's these books out there for, yeah adult coloring yeah books. adult yeah, coloring yeah, 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 books yeah, yeah. so they're designed and a lot of um fee, fee uh for the female market a lot of yep. women are buying those books and i've seen men as well um they're coloring the books to de-stress well it, it's almost mind-numbing yeah so you blank, it's the best way to blank your brain. Yes. Because you're literally just got lines there and you just need to colour in there like yeah. a madman. Yeah. Not and like a madman. Mad <laughs> yeah, well, not like a madman. It's actually the opposite. Not like the Joker. Yeah, not like the Joker. Exactly. Well, the Joker would be colouring outside the lines. Yeah, he'd be uh, going out. That. He'd be, he'd be colouring on the walls. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. You know, you got these adult coloring books, and but yeah, so please carry on. And with no, your, no. And then, your... then you also said like, um, it's also about spending quality time, engaging with your kids, your wife, your partner, Absolutely. and then talking about your day, talking about their day, and then also spending quality, like having a meal, enjoying. When the kids were younger, we used to feed the kids first, mm. and then we would have our meal separately. Okay. So spend some. So quality you can have some quality time. Yeah, quality time. And it's just it's just about that essence of uh, deplugging from the digital world, yeah, and focusing on the the organic world, absolutely as well. And this was, I think it was this week in the Evening Standard, there was a article about bringing 
outside in, which links into what you, I think it would link well into minimalism. Basically, okay. it was uh, this, what does that mean? Um, interior designer guy, and he was saying a lot of our homes are quite sterile, and so a lot talk of about plants. And yeah, stuff. so okay. bringing more gr- actual real life plant, not plastic plants, but real life plants, having more greenery inside and increasing natural light mm. into your home environment and it increases well-being it, it, it reduces stress and it, it helps you uh, unwind so having yeah. more plants in your house uh, uh, and also having more plants in your office environment mm. can help people because we seek nature as human beings you want to be in touch with nature more than like an office environment yeah you, you'd rather look at plants rather than concrete yeah, and i feel that leads it sort of links back into your minimalist lifestyle as well a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean there, didn't you say you read a book that sort of directed you on this path did you, yeah i did actually um can you remember the yeah which one was it, it was some time ago now actually a month um, ago. ah yes okay okay so that yeah. this book wasn't actually um, about minimalism, it's about a Danish concept called Huga. Huga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's spelled. If anyone wants to Google it, it's yeah. spelled H U E G U H. Okay. Um, and the book itself is called. I think it's called the Little Book of Huga. Okay. I think that's what it was called. Really, really good book. Yeah. Like a nice book to read before you go to bed. Okay. And if you if you're not into reading books, uh, that one's actually a really good one. Um, I liked it. Um, Huga is basically the practice of uh, living good mm-hmm. and appreciating the little things in your life. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really about. So, you gotcha. know, where you were saying having dinner with your wife, yep. um, you know, talking about your day, uh, appreciating her time and her appreciating your time. Yeah. You know, those little things uh, would be regarded as Huga. Um, I was just checking the price. It's available on um, Amazon for seven nineteen. Oh, is that the book? Yeah, the Danish book that you mentioned. Oh, brilliant! And then also you can get an audio uh, version as well. Oh, is it on Audible? On Audible, yeah. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even. I didn't even know that. <laughs> That's pretty good. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Listen to the audio book. Yeah. Get it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's pretty cool. That was a really good book. I liked that, and yeah. that really opened up my eyes because I. I was um, I was already kind of practicing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like taking a lot of value from small things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in Huga, in practice of Huga, uh, lighting a candle um, and just enjoying that candle. Okay, the the smell, the yeah, experience. Exactly, yeah. and maybe looking at the flame, enjoying that, and relax, relaxing by looking at the flame. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, having a really nice meal. Yeah. Things like this, you know. Um, sitting on a nice chair. Yeah. These are all practices of Huga. Okay. Um, having the window open and just appreciating the fresh the, air. The fresh air. Mm-hmm. These are all those kind of practices. Okay. Then that led me on to minimalism. Gotcha. Because one of the things about Huga mm-hmm. is not having things around you that are bloating. Okay. So not having excess around you that is just kind of gathering dust. Gotcha. Um, then that led me to the whole practice of minimalism and I really started looking into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing it now for about a year. Okay. Quite religiously. Okay. So when it comes to the material side of things, 
uh, which is the I think the easiest thing to do. That's the easiest thing for everyone yeah. to get on absolutely quite easily, quite yeah. quickly. And I am a big believer in if you direct your material world, your uh, emotional and psychological world will eventually follow. Okay. So if you start to strip down the the stuff that you have, yeah, from the useless to the useful, mm-hmm. I do believe that you'll start to unconsciously practice that in your day-to-day life when it comes to your interactions with people as well okay uh, so i am a big believer in that yeah um so what i did is i i i had a, a system mm-hmm. with my with my clothes so one of the biggest things is minimalism is actually a huge uh, step towards environmental sustainability okay yeah uh we are currently living in a society where we are basically disposable yeah Everything we buy, we buy it for the season. And it's a short... The fashion industry is very short term. At the yeah, moment. it's yeah. very short term. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of the clothes that we buy are not very good quality. No. They're not built to last no, anymore. No. Uh, you wear it once or twice and then you realise the inside of the legs are all starting yeah, to get worn out. Um, you know, the knees start tearing out and everything and they get all weird. Yeah. Um, But... So even if you want to keep it for a few seasons or a few years, yeah. you just can't because it's just no. poor quality. Maybe it was the the way the clothes were manufactured years ago. They used to last longer. Yeah. And now it's a lower quality fabrics. They're using lower quality 100%. manufacturing techniques or mass production. Yeah. And it, they just literally, some of them in a week, one or two washes, yeah. they deteriorate. It goes. It goes. And, and you know what? I know this is going to sound a bit weird, like really snobby and stuff oh. like that, but... it. The first place that I noticed it was actually Louis Vuitton. Okay. Uh, so the first luxury item that I ever bought was a Louis Vuitton keyhole. Uh, it was like a little duffel bag. Okay. Uh, which I've still got, actually. Okay. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. Yeah. And I got it for a really good price. Mm-hmm. And it was a vintage. Okay. Vintage Cla- piece from the uh, from, from uh, the 90s. Okay. Uh, no, the 70s, excuse me. So this was a retro. Yeah, it's like a, it, was a, it was an old uh, keyhole. Really good condition. And then I remember I was using that for a little while. And then I went into a Louis Vuitton store mm. and I saw the modern version of what I had. Oh. The canvas was thinner. Yeah. The the zips were like flimsy. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it. And okay. this is like a high end luxury item. Yeah. You know, it's like a two thousand pound bag. And I'm like, this is not good quality. Look at this. What this one is like, like the same age as. As my dad, <laughs> you know, and look at it. It's in yeah, great yeah. condition. Yeah. So things are just not built to the same quality no. anymore, mainly because of increased manufacturing costs, yeah. uh, uh, increased um, uh, material costs. Yeah. Material is far more valuable now than it was back, back then. Back then, yeah. Um, even though the manufacturing costs are coming down significantly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, most of these bags are now made in China, unfortunately, okay. <laughs> uh, which is weird. And even if they're not made in China, they're made in these huge, like, uh, cross-brand factories where loads of different brands are made oh, okay. in the same yeah. line and then they just stamped different brands at the end of okay. it. Mm-hmm. So it's actually the same product. Okay. Um, but uh, that that's the thing. Like, If we're living in a society where you're buying something just to wear it once or twice and you throw it away, For imagine all the landfill. Exactly, yeah. You know, imagine all the landfill. And brands like um, uh, Patagonia yeah. uh, and Fjallraven, Okay. Uh, these are brands that are really taking this quite seriously. The sustainability. Uh, they w- yeah. they yeah. want you to buy one pair of pants or one jacket yeah. and literally 
wear it until it's got holes in it. Wow. And then you bring it back to them and they repair it for you for free. Okay. And then you continue wearing it. Okay. So they repair the cl- the trousers for free? For free. Okay. There's another company that are doing something yeah. similar called Nudie. Okay. Nudie jeans. Okay. Which are like a big contender for companies like Levi's. Are they similar sort of price range? Uh, it's actually a bit cheaper. Yeah, bit it's cheaper. like it's like 70, 80 pounds for a okay. pair of jeans. So not crazy expensive. And they want you to buy that one pair of jeans for life. Yeah, and okay. they'll literally, and then you bring it back and then yeah. they can repair it for free for you. The thing is jeans, like jeans from the 70s, 60s, 80s, they, 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 they haven't necessarily changed in design. Yeah. So you they they're a dateless item. So why do people need to buy every couple of years people are buying new pairs of jeans? I mean look, it's obviously it depends on your style. Some people yeah. want like grey and then they yeah. want it a bit torn up and faded and stuff like that. Yeah. But like if you're relatively classic in your style, yeah. you can buy two pairs of jeans. And then and then stay. buy the best quality denim, like Japanese selvage. Yeah. You know, and it'll be cool. And then there's lots of these retro shops that sell yeah. secondhand or reconditioned clothes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Shoreditch, Spitalfields Market, Notting yep. Hill. They sell. You can buy secondhand suits, yes, designer suits, which are. Uh, well, they five, were like two or three thousand yeah, back in two, the day, three, and they sell them for a couple of hundred pound. Yeah, yeah. And all you need to do is go to a tailor. Yeah. And that will cost you what, like fifty, sixty quid. Yeah. I've even heard of an employer. I think it, they were advertising one of the papers. They're doing, for their staff, they're doing a day where you bring in six items of old clothing to swap with other people. So you no can way. Swap, yeah, so bring in six items of old clothes and swap them with other colleagues. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds quite crazy, yeah, actually. so it's a new, like a... A, f- a new little scheme that yeah, they're running. Yeah, for sustainability. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know... I know it sounds weird, like, oh, what's minimalism got to do with sustainability? Mm -hmm. You're buying less. Yeah. Which means that you're You're wasting wasting less. less. Exactly. Yeah. Um, So with me, like, the first thing that I did was that I realized that when I go to my wardrobe, I'm only wearing a few things. Certain items. Yeah. 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 And those are the things that that either fit me the best or I feel most comfortable. Exactly, yeah. Um, So what I did is I, I took everything... I gave most of it to charity. Okay. Um, the nicer stuff I sold. Uh, and uh, I you just kept better. the stuff that I wear. And then from now on, you're going to maintain that kind of volume. Yeah, same and then volume. All, I, all I do is mm. um, if one thing is wearing out, I'll yeah. just get the same thing again. Okay, you just you replace know, that one. Because I know it works for me. Yeah. Um, if I get something new, it has to be because I need it and I'm going to use it. Yeah. Um, I really think a lot before I make these purchases. Gotcha. Uh, impulse purchases is the death of minimalism. Yeah. Honestly, like mm-hmm. going out and then just seeing a jacket and being, whoa, I really want yeah. that. That's what kills. Yeah. yeah. You know, because then that turns into another one. Another jacket. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, really curating and, mm-hmm. and understanding what clothes and shoes, especially shoes. Yeah. Because uh, the shoes, if you look after them, they can last you yeah. like decades. Wasn't yeah. don't you think um, that famous scientist Albert Einstein? He was a bit of a practice of a minimalist because yeah, I, I, I read that he used to have one color of suit. That's right. He would he he didn't want to have the stress of every day thinking about what to wear, so he had all the same color of suit, same design, same shirt, 
hanging up in his wardrobe. So every day it'd be, it wouldn't waste time. Not something time. you need to think about. Yeah, so he would, so he could focus his time on more important things rather than deciding what clothes that he had to wear for that day. So there we go. Albert Einstein yeah. is a practiser of minimalism in a way. Yeah, in a know? way. In a way, but, but he, back he then, always I don't did it for convenience. Called, he did yeah. it for other reasons, but yeah, he, he did it for efficiency and convenience. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I started off there. Mm-hmm. Okay, I sorted all that out, got rid of loads of stuff, and you know what? It felt fantastic. I'd yeah. wake up in the morning. Yeah, I'd know immediately what I could pick anything in the wardrobe, and it would it would be great, and it would fit me great, yeah. and I know that I'd enjoy wearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was good. You know, yeah. then I just started implementing it in so many dis- different aspects of my life. OK, I started implementing it in the, in the food that I buy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, to, to, to be mindful of number one, what farmers you're supporting. Gotcha. You know, because if you're supporting the wrong farmers, if you're not supporting local farmers. Yeah. Uh, then personally, I don't feel like that you're embracing um uh, the 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 uh, industries in your locality, yeah, uh, and that also is all minimalism. Okay. It's all minimalism, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, minimalism doesn't mean like oh, sitting on the floor because you don't have any chairs in your house. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Getting re- sleeping in a tent. Yeah. No. It doesn't. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't no. mean having you know a spork. A spork. A spork. What's a spork? A spork is like a spoon and a fork. Oh, okay. In one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you can have a yeah, spoon no, no, and a fork. No, but you. There's another one when you go camping. It's it's got a, it's a it's got all three. All three of them. It's got the knife. No on one bit and a fork and a spoon. So you can use the knife to cut stuff. That's mad, isn't it? And then use the other end to eat. That's mad. Yeah, just to like, save. On... That's not minimalism. But that's for camping. That's for camping. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense for camping. Yeah, but. That's but not minimalism. But your people life is think, not camping, is it? Yeah, I mean, p- people think that that's minimalism. Mm. Oh, you have to really, like, deprive yourself. Mm-hmm. No, don't have the best that you can possibly afford in mm. life. Minimalism actually encourages you to spend more money, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Buy less, but buy better. Buy better quality. Yeah, buy less, but buy better. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, instead of buying a shirt for 10, instead of buying 10 shirts for 10 pound, mm-hmm. buy one shirt for 50 quid, mm-hmm. you know, you know, so that's, but do you, do you see yourself, do, do you, uh, like there's these people that have, um, taken a minimalist, minimalist lifestyle as well. So do you see yourself in the future living in a remote area, um, uh, living off the land and not using technology, like, you know what, like I, that I, you kind know, of, honestly, like you going know what to the I Shetland think. Islands or somewhere very, <laughs> no, no, very <laughs> remote, living a nice, like a hermit kind of lifestyle. You know what, I could never do that. That's too minimalist. I don't think that that's even minimalism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that's like Amish. That's Am- <laughs> Amish or Quaker. Yeah, I think that's yeah, like Amish, Amish or yeah. something, to be honest, like. You know, against electricity and stuff. Yeah, yeah, against electricity. Um, I think that living off your land is really cool. And I'd like to I do like, that. I like that concept as yeah, well. Yeah, I love that concept. You know, growing your own stuff. When mum, when we was younger, living at home. Oh, yeah, home, you told me that your mum used, used to. Mum used to grow um, every, a lot of stuff at home. Did she used to do tomatoes, Yeah, tomatoes, me, yeah. Uh, strawberries, cabbage, cauliflower. Amazing. Uh, aubergines. Wow. Um, what else? Grapes. So no we, way. We had quite a lot of vegetables, onions, uh, tomato, um, potatoes. So all of that was grown at home. Long, potatoes. Yeah, p- potatoes. So all of that was grown <laughs> at home. 
and that so all the vegetables we never used to buy hardly that many vegetables you just used to again i i love the idea of that because you grow you grow it and you know what's happened to it yeah you don't you, you know it hasn't been sprayed with all this bloody pesticides exactly. and all that you know which are killing you pretty much yeah. but uh, i i like that idea but i don't i don't think that like living like a maniac Maybe. Um and, no, and just depriving yourself totally, from technology yeah, and totally stuff like isolated, that, yeah. and cutting yourself off from society, uh, and going off the grid. Yeah, I don't think that that is like minimalism. You want to engage with society. It's so important. Yeah. Minimalism is all about being helpful to society. Yeah, you know, not dumping stuff on a landfill and being sustainable yeah. in the things that you buy is very helpful to society. Yeah, no way. Uh being an active member within the society. Mm-hmm. That is also a big part of minimalism. Yeah. You know because you're helping things go along. Yeah. You know you're not wasting stuff. Uh being mindful and being caring towards the people around you. Yeah. So you're creating the cultural change within yeah. the society with this movement yeah. of minimalism and I, I think people hear minimalism and they think um of a guy sitting in the middle of a room <laughs> with no tv with a spork one bowl in his cabinet yeah um uh i don't know and and a glass that he uses to drink coffee out and rinse his mouth after his uh, <laughs> after his um brush his teeth and then growing you know? his own herb vegetables yeah and... weird you know yeah. weirdo yeah you know, that's what you think but mm. it's not that minimalism no. is so much more than that and I would actually say minimalism is more like Hygge. Okay, the Hygge book. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the way that it's helped me, number one, um, it saves you money. Yeah. And it really does save you money because you forget how much money you spend on impulse purchases. Yeah. If you stop that nonsense, oh my goodness me, like you save so much more yeah. money. Uh, you waste a lot less time in shops. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, and you also understand yourself better. Yeah. If you know that there's a certain white shirt that looks great on you, you all of a sudden, you don't need to worry about anything. And with me, a lot of my insecurities actually went. Okay. Because so I wasn't challenging myself to wear things that I wasn't comfortable in. So you become more confident as well. Yeah, much more confident. And then that helps you emotionally. It helped me yeah. emotionally. Okay. Uh, so that, that was really good. Uh, but when it came to the the other stuff, like mm-hmm. the, the the societal stuff yeah. and the cultural stuff, yeah. um, you know, I I, fa- I found that it was it was honestly the the way that it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Number one, I was uh, because I was more confident in myself, yeah, and I was less stressed out. Mm-hmm. And it also goes back to our previous, not the one that we just did, the artificial intelligence one, the routines one. Yes, it goes back, back into to that. that. Yeah, yeah. Which is having that structure in your life yeah. as well. That is part of minimalism, to be fair. Gotcha. You know, is is having s- some sort of structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I had that structure in my life, because yeah. I didn't have that stress of waking up and choosing something to wear and all that yeah, sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, things were just so much easier, and I was nicer during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more appreciative of the things that were happening in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was less looking to the next step. Yeah. I'm more appreciating what's happening now, which made me happier. Yes, yeah, so you're living in the current moment yeah. rather than thinking about my ambitions were yeah. still my ambitions. You yeah. know, yeah. don't you give have up your, your amb- yeah, yeah, you have your long term goals. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that that's what I found most satisfying is I became a happier person. Okay. I became a more appreciative person. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- th- that that's why I am quite passionate about this whole minimalism thing. Mm-hmm. Because when people hear minimalism, they yeah. think something different than what it actually is. Yeah. 
And I think that those stigmas, those stereotypes, they need to be quashed because I think a lot of people are practicing minimalism. Yeah, the, I think lots of people are doing it without realizing. Yes, the, I was the sustainability, and I think you element. were as well. Yeah, and I did. I, I didn't realize I was going towards this minimalist approach yes. with some of the food choices I was making, definitely, and also the the way I tried to prioritize my time towards my family. Yeah, and and friends, and not waste time as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. So Absolutely. you don't realize a lot of people are practicing this without realizing they are practicing minimalism. Yes. Yeah. And, and I feel like that once it's labeled, mm -hmm. uh, it helps people be more mindful of it. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, if you're practicing it in your food, all of a sudden you start practicing it, um, in you know, clothes. in your in, in everything. Yeah. All aspects. Know, which is really, really good. I mean, like for, for you, example, like where, where do you see your minimalism journey go going on in the future? No, definitely. Um, I haven't done what you've done with the the clothes. Yeah. Because there's there's I've got clothes that some jumpers. I've got quite a lot of jumpers. Yeah. I, some of them are gifts actually. So you okay. end up with gifts. Yeah, end up with loads. Of yeah, them. birthdays and stuff. So some they're either too small or and I've I, but I've kept them because I want. Um, my wife wanted me to give them to my nephew, so I've kept them for him. Sure. And other people. So, uh, some some of them are quite uh. They're quite um, old as well, but I've still kept them because they've got memories and stuff. But a bit, a bit and like plus it is going to be sustainable because you're going to hand it down. Yeah, I'm going to hand it down. Either what we tend to do is every couple of years give a lot of clothes to charities, so we donate to uh, charitable donations. So, but then with yourself, I tend not to buy stuff. So. But the, the, these are clothes that have ended up over time and I haven't... It's accumulated. I haven't had the urge... Uh, sorry, I haven't had the... I find it hard to get rid of them for some yeah. reason because I've got some items of clothing you have emotional attachment. Do you think it's the attachment? I was yeah, going to say. more okay. the attachment or the memory with that uh, item of clothing sure. and then you feel like you don't want to give it away. How, how did you deal with that? I don't know if you had Honestly, any... you know what? It was tough. That yeah. was the most difficult part. The, yeah, was the emotional attachment. Mm. You know, you look at something and you're like, "Oh, I remember when I bought this." And well, yeah. to be honest, I looked at it. I was like, "You know what? Damn this! This is taking this. up some serious space in here. Ditch it." Sometimes I find it helps when a third person gets involved. More, you know, the problem more, was with me. Uh, a third person would get involved. Oh, why are you going to throw that away? Why are you going? Oh, uh, go away. Oh, so Leave it's me more alone. difficult with the third person. Huh? It was more difficult it was. to make a decision. It okay. was. The thing is, is that I had to fully accept what I was doing. And I had to know I was doing it for the benefit of the future. Gotcha. You know, and then once I understood that, I realized, you know what? This stuff is, it's not, it's just stuff. Mm -hmm. There is no emotions. Yeah. It's just stuff. There's companies out there going a bit further on, uh, you know, your um, decoration items. Oh, sorry. The, the way you decorate your house or your room. There's companies out there that come in and declutter. the Organisers. Yeah, organisers. Yes. Declutter your wardrobe, declutter your home. So you, you end up having so much stuff accumulating in 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 your house that you don't realise you don't need it. Like, do you actually need that many pictures or that many uh, wardrobes? And then they come in and simplify um, your your home environment to make it easier and less stressful for you i completely yeah i mean and and again it's because people are realizing that they're accumulating too much nonsense over the years yeah. and number one people don't have the time 
no. to get rid of everything. They don't have the time, and sometimes they find it hard to get rid of it. A hundred percent. And then, and then, exactly what you were just talking there's about. There's apps now where you can do swaps with. Uh, you put a take a picture of an I've item seen that. of furniture that you don't need, yep. and and people will come and pick it up and swap it. A bit like eBay. I, I like that. And you swap items of furniture and clothing online. It's it's great. It's great. It works well. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, you were saying so. Your your journey with with yeah the next bit would be to do what you've done yep. with your wardrobe, but then also look look at the the home environment as well and see where we can uh, minimize minimize just some, declutter declutter the items of stuff as well in your in your room. Yeah, you don't even realize sometimes until you step back and you're like, oh bloody hell! Yeah, exactly. You know. And then when you get rid of everything, you realize, whoa, there's a lot of room here. There's a lot of space. It's like yeah. when you buy a new house or you rent a new property, yeah. you move into that space and it's a clean canvas. Yeah. And then over the years, it just piles up and piles up. And then you just stick all that nonsense yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. You don't want it to get out of control, like become what they call hoarders. Hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been to people's houses. They're almost on the verge of being a hoarder. Yeah. Because they've let it build up so much. So much clutter. And, and they, they just can't, they can't bear to be away with yeah, anything. They can't bear to be yeah. away with it. I mean, like, like I said, like after after the clothes and so because I feel like that you're already practicing so much of it anyway, mm -hmm. with your food and the type of food that you buy, the type of groceries that you get. Yeah. Um uh even down to some of the clothes that you wear, you wear a lot of natural fibers, which is really good. Yeah. yeah. Um you're not very trend driven. No, I've you never know. been into. I tend not to wear. Uh, today I'm. Wear, I try not to wear brand items. So yeah, I don't same. like. So I like simple clothes with with. There's no flashy brands same. being yeah. flashed about on the badge or something. Yeah, I prefer that as well. Yeah. Uh, I I I never like a little pony on my shirt. No, no. You know, I I'm not. I don't know not if you that. heard of the brand. You no, know, Muji. Yeah, I love Muji. Like the Muji clothes. Yeah, yeah, I love they, Muji. They've been around for like in the UK. I think around maybe. I get my uh, my uh, my notebooks from Muji. Yeah, the stationery is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they have a selection of clothing range which is very similar simplistic lines. Not overdone, very simple cuts. They're nice. It's N like Uniqlo, nice isn't it? Yeah, a bit like Uniqlo. Yeah, yeah. I love. I I get I get quite a lot of my clothes from Uniqlo. Yeah. Uh, all my casual shirts and stuff yeah. I get from Uniqlo. Mm -hmm. Uh, the rest of it I get from like Scandinavian companies. Okay. Like Suit Supply. On online. Uh no, there's a store. Okay. Yeah, in London, two stores in London, so okay. I get most of my stuff from there. Okay. Um, uh, and I get a lot of my stuff from eBay. Okay. As well, so I get a used, yeah, used, you stuff. know, which which is again really good for sustainability. Yeah. And then when I'm finished with something, I'll either give it to charity or just sell it back on eBay. I think people have to be open to buying that because some people don't like buying used clothes. Some people don't. It's just I, the I'm, mindset. I don't really mind. It's the mindset to get buying someone else's clothes. Yeah, personally, I don't mind. You know, I'm gonna wash it anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna spray it uh, with with whatever. <laughs> And you know, I'll make sure you're gonna put it in quarantine for I'm gonna put it in, I'm gonna dip it in chlorine, chlorine, you know? yeah, bleach That's a bit it. extreme, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I like to do all that, mm -hmm. and um, so that that that's good, you know, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, that that's where you see yourself going. I mean, myself, I, I'm just gonna be going along mm -hmm. uh, and continuing what I'm doing yeah. and just just you know, try and keep up as much as I can, yeah. Keep check on myself. Yeah. When it comes to other people, 
do you think that they should give this a chance? And if you do, what what sort of impact do you think it will it will make on their lives? No, and do it... do you feel like that there's anyone who shouldn't do this? Um, may, maybe people. I know. I don't know if there's anyone. I think everyone should give it a go. I agree. And there's there's simple aspects. Just targeting, uh, starting with food or your clove clothing mm. area. The um the what what clothes you're buying? Do you actually need those clothes? Have you got that item at home or something that you can use similar? And then focusing on the what food you order and where you order your food from. Yep. And trying to uh, order a variety of food and not waste food. The biggest thing I find is when people go to restaurants and they order too much. Oh, yeah. And they leave with half a plate full of food. Can you imagine? I, I can understand if you were sick or... Or you felt unwell and you couldn't stomach it, but then take it away and maybe... Yeah, take it away at least. Take at least away, take it away. At least take it but away. But they just Ask leave them, it. And they leave it. That is... I just find that... Wasteful. Wasteful. And it's shocking mm. people doing that. The, with so many people starving in the world. And you I go agree. to a restaurant, you're paying 20, maybe 30 pounds for the meal. And you leave half of it just left there. Can you imagine? And like not a care in the world. And that comes under minimalism. You know, it is all minimalist at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, if you order something and you can't finish it, at least take it with you take and eat it, it later. Or, or, or order something and share it with your partner or something. Absolutely. So order a less rather than ordering excessive. And it's all about excess. Can you yeah, see how it's all excess. coming back to the excess? Yeah. You know, there's nothing wrong with buying, you know, a £10,000 watch or a £30,000 watch or having a, a, a £100,000 car. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're going to use it, yeah. If you if you're going to buy it and then park it and not use it, and ever, never use it, yeah. Why did you buy it? I There's know no some some people buy it for investments. Well, listen, investments one thing, but That's we're talking different. about like day to day. Yeah, use. your day to day part. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not exactly going to sit there and use your treasury bonds. No, <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So th yeah. th that's obviously investment. Yeah. That's different. So it's your, what you need in your daily routine. And if, if you're buying it and you're just leaving it there, it's just the waste. A hundred percent. And I think I think you, you hit the nail on the head there uh, with everyone should try it. Everyone should try it and see how it goes. See if it implements within your lifestyle. Yeah. And to see what level of which you feel comfortable at. Yeah. And then move to the next stage yeah. and then ramp it up. And, and you, you said stage. a good way to start would be? Um, looking at your wardrobe yep. and trying to declutter that, yeah. Um, minimalize that, and then focusing on your food, uh, the way you eat food. And, I agree. And the consumption, and how can you avoid waste in your in your consumption of food? I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think I think the first place to start will be to declutter your environment. Yeah. And to just get rid of all the all the stuff that you think means something to you but actually doesn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I know it sounds really harsh, but it's true. Yeah. Um, once you can do that, then you can really free your mind from a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and you can start exercising some of these Hugo principles. Yeah. Uh, which is appreciating the small things in your life, which mm -hmm. which can really help your happiness. Mm -hmm. It can because we, we suffer, unfortunately, in today's society with extraordinary amounts of unhappiness. True. And depression. Yeah. And I feel like that this can really help. Yeah. Um, uh, particularly for people with very fast-paced lifestyles, mm -hmm. uh, just taking a second to take a break from that and appreciating the small, small things mm -hmm. that you may brush over sometimes yeah. will really help. So I think that's a good way to start. Yeah. And I think that the general effect on people's lives, if they have an open mind towards it, mm -hmm. um, 
would be very, very positive. And uh, you'll notice your productivity levels will skyrocket. Yeah, they could just try it for a week or yeah. a couple of weeks and see how it goes. And then keep an open mind. Yeah, keep an open mind and see your emotional well-being improve and uh, your stress levels going down. Which it has for both of us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely agree. And uh, I think I think this was a good chat. Yeah, it's good. I feel much happier now. So do I. <laughs> and I feel hungry. I definitely feel hungry. Let's go and eat. Let's go down to that restaurant now. Let's go. He's got okay. he's got our butter chicken for us. Yes. He's got our um. Uh, wait, what what do you what were you having? Um, garlic naan. Oh. With some prawn curry, maybe. Oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> okay then. All right. Okay. See you guys. Bye bye. Take care for now. Bye. bye.